Morning, morning. It's Lucinda Kay on Speaking Freely, and I'm so excited to have you along for the ride. We're talking to two companies that are loved in Portland, familiar in Portland. We're talking about Ruby Jewel ice cream sandwiches. We're talking about elephants where you can get all kinds of deliciousness. Lisa Herlinger is in the house and Nick Dowdy in the house. And Lisa, we're going to start with you. First of all, just fill us in because Ruby Jewel has been on quite a ride lately. We sure have. We have been growing, growing, growing. We just Mm -hmm. opened up our fourth scoop shop in Northwest 23rd. We have a couple little jewel boxes, we call them, mobile units um, around town. (laughs) So you can can get our ice cream in more and more places around Portland. And tell us how you started. You don't just all of a sudden become big time. Oh no, this this was this has been uh, 15 years in the making now. So literally started selling ice cream sandwiches at the Portland Farmers Market in wow. 2004. So I was able to use um, the kitchen at Milo City Cafe where I was cooking at the time and he let me use the kitchen to test out my recipes and then the Farmers Market was my platform to, you know, see if this idea of ice cream sandwiches would would take off. And, mm-hmm be validated by you know people I didn't know yeah and how was it and it, it seemed <laughs> to work so yeah at the end of the at the end of the season I you know kept hearing well where can I buy these and I just was like well here but then the market's gonna be done so now what do we do so that's when I really obsessively started to like look in the grocery stores and see stores and 7-elevens and really wanted to see what else was out there and um a uniquely flavored, you know, ice cream sandwich with a clean ingredient label where you feel good about eating it just didn't exist at the time. Right. So, so there was a lot of staleness in that category. So I thought, well, maybe this is maybe this is something we can pursue. Here we go. What yeah. was the what was the first ice cream sandwich you sold? The very first one was a dark chocolate cookie with fresh mint ice cream. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And is that still a favorite? It's fan still favorite? a favorite. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think it's number it kind of teeters between number 3 and number 4. Um chocolate chip vanilla is our number 1, which I originally did not want to do cuz it would seem too plain Jane, but um <laughs> it is our number 1 seller, so, you know, go figure, chocolate chip vanilla. I just figured if we do it, we'll do it really really well. Really well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how many ice cream sandwiches do you eat a week? Huh. Um, so like sampling and tasting, I would say, you know, I don't know, two to four. Two to four? Yeah. <laughs> That's not mm. that many. No. I, <laughs> I have really... cra- I've started to crave savory foods a little bit more since starting. <laughs> now you need more salty. Yes. No more sweet. Yes. Uh, tell me what it's like to be an entrepreneur in Portland in this region. Yeah. Well, um, you know, 15 years ago, it's, I've been doing it and it's been honestly really great. We have a really amazing community for the entrepreneurs, um, lots of support, lots of programs that, you know, really encourage entrepreneurship. Um, I have felt like, um, we've, we've just, we have a great community and, you know, between collaborations, people really are truly wanting to help out. Our community really wants to support entrepreneurs. The stores want to support entrepreneurs. I think, I mean, I don't have anything else to compare it to, but I feel like Portland's a great place to be an entrepreneur. Great place to launch, right? Yep. Brand new ideas. Let's bring Nick Dowdy to the microphone. And Nick is the food and beverage director at Elephant's Deli. Hi there. How are you? Hi, Nick. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank Thanks you. Thanks for coming on in. I appreciate you having us. So Elephants has been around a long time, right? Yeah, like 40, 40 years. This right? year, yeah. This year's your 1979 we started. Wow. And where did it come from? Where did the idea of Elephants come uh, right from? Right here in town. 
uh, a lady by the name of uh, Elaine Tanzer noticed there was a little bit of a gap in amazing foods uh, from around the world here in Portland back in 1979. And she started uh, going on buying trips with like Joel Dean and Giorgio DeLuca from Dean and DeLuca um, over to Europe. And mm-hmm. we were like one of the first people to bring in imported cheese. I think we were the first people that had an espresso machine here in town. <laughs> Um, yeah, Coffee City, and I think that we may have had the first one. Um, you know, some of the first imported cheeses, charcuterie, um, the first time you could get prosciutto, fresh handmade pasta, things like that. Charcuterie is a hard word to read. Like, I know what it sounds like, but when I see charcuterie on a menu, I cannot speak it to the server. Just say cured meats. I have to say I'll it's have okay. that. Yeah, <laughs> cured meats, salami, prosciutto. <laughs> so how, uh, how do you define elephants now? Uh, it's, I just, I call it yes. So when people say, are you a catering company? Yes. Are you a cafe? Yes. A restaurant? Yes. We're a little bit of everything. Um, And we don't say the word no very often. So people say, hey, you should do this sort of part of the business. We'll say, yeah, sure. We'll give it a try. Wow. So it's a little bit of everything. I love that. I love the idea of saying yes and then figuring it out. I always like to figure out how can we make something happen instead of why we cannot. That's exactly it. You know, we we really try and uh, look towards the positive and you know, try and find ways to make something happen instead of ways to talk ourselves out of it. Yeah. So elephants, 40 years, what's the secret sauce there? So many people open and close, open and close, open and close. What's been your steady? What keeps y'all at it? To be honest, I think it's the people. Mm -hmm. Um, We always have an amazing group of people that work here, um, that work within the company and they've changed in and out, but we always have such amazing people that have that kind of can do spirit and, uh, and just really want to work with the product, with the people, with the community. And how do you keep yourselves relevant? That's that's a tough question. You know, part of it is um, knowing, you know, our core items that if you take them off the menu, people will freak out. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, we have that long history of having some of these items, um, you know, take something like a, a Mary Mary scone or our famous tomato orange soup. Uh, and we'll have those things all the time, but then constantly trying to, I wouldn't say reinvent ourselves, but stay relevant, but also stay true to who we are. You know, we don't necessarily want to run around chasing fads or anything like that. Right. Yeah. Cause then you're just a fad. Exactly. Steady. Yeah. We just, steady. we make, you know, we, we always kind of follow some of that 80, 20 rule, 80% of the things kind of stay the same. And like 20%, we get to be really, really creative with them. And tell me, how important are partnerships in Portland? It's not very common for competing businesses to hang out together, but I find that the more time I spend here in Portland, the more I find out about collaborations between various companies. Yeah, for me, it's everything. You know, uh, we really pride ourselves on helping some of these businesses grow, you know, um, because we are a marketplace and because we are well known and really heavily trafficked. Uh, people that have new products, they come to us and they're like, hey, I have this new item and I want to try and figure out how old to sell. And we open, you know, we welcome them with open arms. It's really easy. You don't have to like jump through a lot of hoops. You just come to me and say, hey, I have this product and I think it's going to be great. And if I like it and I think it's going to be good, we're going to put it on our shelves. Wow. Cool. So like they don't have to fill apply no. like a special we'll like, really elephants easy. process. Yeah, right? well, I'll just buy it out of the back of your pickup truck. As long as it's, you know, been a, approved by the FDA, we're good to go. <laughs> That's so cool. Tell me about your partnership with Ruby Jewel and how that came about. Okay, this is uh, actually one of my favorite partnership stories that we have. Love it. So uh, I wanted to start making milkshakes. Okay. Uh, and so I said, I wanted to have this really awesome milkshake uh, program. And uh, so I went and bought 
literally every ice cream that was made here in Oregon. Uh-huh. And, you know, I tried all of them. And they were all really good, but they were missing that, like, really rich, high butterfat content. And it was kind of driving me crazy. I couldn't quite find the right ice cream that I wanted to uh, to use to make these really, really decadent, over-the-top milkshakes. Yeah. And then uh, a friend said, oh, I saw these uh, ice cream sandwiches at, I think it was Food Front. Uh-huh. And they sell them at the farmer's market. And so I literally went down to a shop and I bought a bunch of ice cream sandwiches and I took them back uh, to Elephants and I hacked the cookies off of them and threw those away. And uh, <laughs> you I, threw away I just threw cookies? away the cookies. I was like, Dude. I don't care about those. I care about the, uh, <laughs> I was only in it for the ice cream at the time. It's and, blasphemous. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, I just started making milkshakes with, with her ice cream that I just kind of carved out of the sandwiches. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is it. This is the ice cream that I want to use for. Wow. And so I was like, well, where do I get a hold of her? And they're like, oh, well, she's got a, she's got like a little, a cart at the farmer's market. <laughs> and so I just like went down and talked to her and I was like, hey, I want to buy your ice cream. Uh-huh. She said, yeah, we sell ice cream sandwiches. I said, no, I want to buy your ice cream, just the ice cream. <laughs> she said, well, he said, well, we don't sell our ice cream, just in, like tubs. And I said, yeah, I want to buy tubs and I want to start making these milkshakes with it. And uh, she's like, well, yeah, we can maybe do that. Uh-huh. And uh, this is hilarious because- I remember I was Did like, she know who she was talking to? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think she, she knew about <laughs> elephants and everything, but it was okay. just really funny because uh, I, I just remember like I, I said, I need like six tubs a week of ice cream. And she was like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Did you say six tubs? That's a lot of ice cream. We barely make that much ice cream like right now. This is like right when they had kind of getting started, you know, right. so uh, while elephants is celebrating our 40th anniversary, this is actually uh, Ruby Jewel and elephants like 10 year anniversary of oh, partnering together. Wow. That's so cool. So, so Lisa, come cool. back up to the microphone. Lisa with Ruby Jewel. And tell me your version of the partnership story with elephants. Yeah, well, I I remember very clearly him coming up to me and saying, hey, I bought your ice cream sandwiches and I took the ice cream, I put them in a blender and that's the ice cream, you know, shake I want to make. And I was like, that is, that's pretty awesome. Like, I love that he just, you know, had that, you know, forward yes. thinking to want to take the cookies off and just really try our, our product. But the fact that um, he was asking for just the tubs of ice cream, like they were really one of our very first accounts that scooped our ice cream because at the time we didn't have a shop yet at, right. at Ruby Jewel. So they were like, Elephants was the first to like serve Ruby Jewel. And it was just a great partnership because it was something that we were, I was so proud of like going into the deli and being like, I, look at our, they, you know, put our sign up and like oh, they, yeah. they did a really great job of helping us and then mm-hmm. helped us with our brand and growing our brand really like at that level. Like it, it was great. Talk about the fear that hits when a big opportunity like that comes about. Yeah. It's a little scary. Like, cause mm-hmm. you're okay. I, I need a new ice cream machine. Cause the machines that we were using weren't able to like make tubs at the time. So mm-hmm. I was, I mean, we were very, very small batch. I, I mean, we still are, but at, at, even back then, it was like, you know, I think White Mountain days when we were like trying to make ice cream yeah. um, in the tubs. But, um, you know, that's You're another like hand cranking it. Yeah. I, but, you know, for me, it's like I love those challenges. So mm-hmm. like when if he's like, I need six a week, you know, maybe I'll say, ah, but I'm like, I love it. I want to figure out how to make that happen. Yeah. And so then so, you need the equipment, yeah. which means you need the yep. money to bankroll it from the oh, star, yes, which yes, means that yes. you've got to figure out your timing, your minutes in your day. How are you going to re- prioritize those minutes exactly i always use the like chicken and the egg you know analogy Mm -hmm. with with a business because you you know now we have a customer that wants something yeah so now we have to get the you know 
the equipment, but then you need the money. But like, what you know, you need the money before you can do that. But mm-hmm. then the money won't come until you have a commitment from a. And there's just so many things that have to happen to yeah. like make it all work. And then just distributing it. I believe we just, you know, in our coolers and, you know, dry ice, we just would bring it to their shop. Now, as we've grown, you have to like work with distributors and like that's a whole nother part of the business. Yeah. So what what is your self-talk when you're in those kinds of situations where you recognize it's an opportunity, but it's also an oh crap moment? I um, I kind of agree. I have kind of a the yes, like we'll make it happen, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I do now, though, have to say, as as we've gone a little bit, you know, gotten a little older, like believe in the power of no, too, and like mm-hmm. know when to say no uh-huh. to things that, you know, might not be um, a, a smart fit. business decision. Mm-hmm. Um, like for us, for example, we grew our ice cream sandwich product into the grocery stores outside of Oregon and Washington too early. So we were in Southern California and Northern California, Whole Foods, and we just didn't have the the systems and the, the um, you know, the infrastructure, the, the infrastructure mm-hmm. to make it happen. Like mm-hmm. we didn't have salespeople marketing, you know, like right. I was, I was just saying yes, yes. And so uh-huh. like there is a fine line to mm-hmm. wanting to say yes, but also knowing when to say no yes. is also super powerful. Yes. And so now how far, like how far across the land can people buy Ruby Jewel ice cream sandwiches. Yeah, so we've actually honed it in in the last couple of years because we have seen the value of not growing it too far mm. out. You can get them in um, the central markets in Texas and then mostly in Oregon and Washington. Um, a few stores in Northern California still you know, have mm-hmm. them. But we have just tried to like make them much more available in our own backyard because yeah. it's so much more manageable mm-hmm. in, in so many ways. Um, but what we've done is just um, expanded um, beyond the grocery to like ready to eat places. So um, places like the Moda Center where, you know, there's a big groups of people that want to eat that treat right then uh-huh. um, versus the grocery store. And we're finding that those, you know, Intel, like the cafeterias at the big companies, like those are those have become really um, successful venues. For yeah. And then it's like your own special local product yeah. and you own that market. Yes. Instead of bigger, more diluted. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And we're just finding them. They're still just, you know, as we know, so many people are moving to Portland. So it just keeps growing. And there's so many people that, you know, we still have this opportunity to share our brand and our product with new Mm -hmm. people. And, you know, so many people still don't know who we are. Talk about the challenges of being an entrepreneur in a world where there's so much newness coming at us all the time. And we see it all the time. And there's a lot of frenzy around it. Yeah. I mean, you know, keeping steady. I mean, calm, cool and collected in a way, you know, you got to be you got to be driven, but you also have to like, again, know when to say no, you have to, you know, I'm like the the founder and the visionary. So I, you know, I think big picture, but I think it's just really important to have know what you're good at and have good people around you. I mean, that's been said before, but I believe that more than anything, because, you know, the skill sets that I have are not to, you know, do everything and do the mm-hmm. accounting and mm-hmm. all, you know, all the mm-hmm. things that have yeah. to happen. But you want to get those the best people like on board to make sure that you can really succeed um, and grow. You know? That everybody's bringing a different skill, a yes. different energy, right? And things that you can't teach. Like you need the joy person. You need the, right. you know, steady person. You need yep. the big energy so as a as a leader, thinking about that, yep. how to design that. Kind yeah. Of and team. then building a team where you're all really focused on like, what's the main like, what's the purpose here? And mm-hmm. and for Ruby Jewel, it's, you know, we want to be everyone's favorite ice cream experience. We want to be 
you know, your first ice cream, you know, um, ice cream sandwich that you, that that lives with you forever. And like yeah. the creating memories is just amazing. We've got, I mean, so many stories of like, I've went on my first date at Ruby Jewel. Like our, you know, my kids, you know, first ice cream was Ruby Jewel. My kids named Ruby because I ate so many of your ice cream <laughs> sandwiches when my kid, you know, like there's just so many awesome stories. So, you know, that why of, you know, the business and like why we do it. And, and that's really what feeds my soul is just like all the people that have had a really awesome experience with Ruby Jewel. You should tell people why you call it Ruby Jewel. Yeah. Well, Ruby Jewel um, is named after a yurt in Colorado. And <laughs> of course, some people don't know what that is, but it's a. A, a wooden platform with a canvas sided tent that's out in the in the mountains or wooded areas. Mm-hmm. So when I lived in Colorado, um, I'd done a cross country ski trip with some of my girlfriends and literally was just like loving that. It was just this gorgeous, sunny Colorado day with, I always say like good food in the backpack and, you know, we we're heading to the Ruby Jewel yurt. So it was just, I can't explain except for the the moment of joy that I had just being outside with good friends, good food, mm-hmm. going to Ruby Jewel, that name just kept ringing on my head. Yeah. So when I wanted to, you know, name the company, I just, I, I don't know, there's something about that memory of it being this beautiful, amazing, awesome day that just kept coming back. So an amazing experience, an experience. Which is what you say is so important to you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Let's bring Nick Dowdy back to the microphone from Elephants Deli. And um, talk about how difficult it is to hold on to your footing when you have so much newness blossoming around you. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I think it's kind of interesting. You know, there's so many restaurants and places to eat that spring up all over town. And, you know, you always kind of try and wonder, like, is that going to, you know, dilute your brand or, you know, take a little piece of your kind of customer counts or whatever it happens to be. And I don't, I mean, I don't know. I mean, yeah, you, there is always a little bit of pressure with that. You know, you're kind of looking and you see, wow, this place opened up around one of our other restaurants that we have. Mm -hmm. And you say, man, was that thing going to be a challenge? And I don't know. I think kind of that rising tide lifts all boats. I Mm -hmm. love the food community that we have here and I welcome as many people as we can to all be involved in it, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, as long as we can have like less and less like McDonald's and more and more individually owned sole proprietor type businesses and everything. Um, I'm totally down with it. When a new business opens near you, near you, do you go over like the welcome wagon? And- yeah, I totally do. Uh, it's one of my favorite things to do is like somebody yeah. comes in and, you know, uh, I'll walk in and just kind of say, Hey, uh, I'm with elephants. I'm up the street or whatever. And Hey, welcome neighborhood. Really excited to see what you're doing here. And more often than not, I, I don't see them getting defensive or, you know, if they kind of start feeling guarded or anything. Instead, they're like, oh, awesome. Thank you yes. so much, you know, yes. really. And and because we've been around for so long uh, and we're kind of a fabric of the community here in Portland, uh, more often than not, I find that they're, you know, really familiar with our brand as well. And, and more often than not, also they're, they're fans of it. And mm-hmm. so we all kind of uh, can work together in that way. Mm-hmm. How do you how do you guide new companies like what kind of advice do you provide uh i do a lot of different things i've worked with the specialty foods association Mm -hmm. um here in portland i do a lot of like uh brand discovery sort of uh workshops with people um we're kind of trying to give them ideas about like you know how to present their brand to the market you know Mm -hmm. um, whether it's their packaging or their quality or Mm -hmm. different ways to go about um getting their stuff uh out there in the world i've been in the business for 25 years. And so I've been 
literally bringing brands uh, on board and ready to go uh, to be sold for years and years and years. And so it's it's just fun to work with them and kind of yeah. give them the sometimes the hard truths uh -huh. that their brand's not really ready to go yet. And sometimes, you know, I can say, hey, uh, this is green light. You're ready to go right now. Uh -huh. I can't wait to see what it does. You were talking about packaging and I love Ruby Jewel's packaging on the ice cream sandwiches, right? They has like an intentional message on there about <laughs> how to enjoy the experience. And it, it's a great package that she has. It's one of the first things yeah. that I noticed. And <laughs> one of my favorite things about her uh, logo and what she was saying earlier. Uh, so my daughter's name is Ruby. Oh. And uh, yeah, she wasn't named after the ice cream sandwich, but we do go there every single week, uh, especially if she cleans the room. Oh, and excellent. like on her uh, like binders, she, she like will take the Ruby Jewel stickers off of the ice cream sandwiches yes. and like put them on her binder, you know, so oh. that she knows that's her binder at school and that sort of thing. <laughs> that's so great. It's what, pretty cool. How old is your daughter? She's 13. She's 13. What do you want Ruby Jewel to uh, learn from these partnerships that you create? What do I want? Uh, Your daughter. Oh, what do I want her yeah, to learn? Like, what are the messages for her? I mean, I guess that, you know, she gets to see a lot of these things and it's really fun. Um, you know, like sometimes Lisa and I'll have these like just brainstorming sessions, yeah. you know, she and I'll share a pizza and have a beer and mm -hmm. we'll just be talking about business or whatever. And then, you know, we'll go over to like her scoop shop and she'll be like, hey, check out this flavor, you know, and I'll get mm -hmm. to bring it home. And, you know, it's it's pretty exciting because my daughter will get to see like, whoa, this is like something that's not even available to the public yet. Yeah. And so I'm always bringing home like new products and because it's not just about like what I think about them. I want to see what people, um, what other people think about these products. Well, right. one of them is like a 13 year old kid. Yes. It's pretty interesting to see what they think of different foods. Mm -hmm. Yes. And get their perspective. So on this show, I like to talk about daily practices because so many people I interview are out there doing big things in the world yeah. and it's stressful and it's exhausting. And what is your daily practice to keep yourself on track? A lot of people have routines, you know, they wake up at the same time and go to work at the same time. Uh, my role is really different and I kind of, uh, I thrive on chaos a lot, to be honest with you. Uh -huh. um, so like one day, maybe I'm a barista at one of our shops. Like last night I was the grill cook at our corporate location. Uh -huh. And then some days it's more office work. It just kind of depends. And um, so for me, it's just kind of like uh, just maintaining like a really good calendar and, and staying organized with all of these different days uh, kind of blending in together and I never know necessarily what I'm going to do on, on any certain day. So honoring the fact that you need variety in your life and setting up your schedule in such a way that you can respond intentionally to. That's a great way of putting it. Yeah. Uh, one of the reasons why I love working with elephants is, is that I have to have variety. Mm -hmm. I, I, I wouldn't be able to do just like one thing. I, I don't think I could ever be just a cook or just a barista. I love being able to do all these different things. Um, and for me, it's like one of my favorite parts of my role. Mm -hmm. And then how do you, like you're surrounded by food all the time. Do you eat at elephants yeah. every day? Yeah, I pretty much eat a lot of elephants, yeah, all day long. And, and on top of that, because we're always in quality control, it's not just like necessarily my lunch or my breakfast or my dinner that I eat there. It's constantly tasting sauces or meats or, you know, cheeses or breads and mm -hmm. everything all day long. So sometimes I don't even eat like an actual meal. Uh, it's just, just had a bite all day long. It's, it's, it's like a thousand <laughs> one bites of all these different things, you know? Yeah. Well, they say that's important for life, right? Like instead of having the sex talk, you should have, you know, tiny uh, moments. Just like dropping them in there day. a little bit. Yeah, that's pretty much what it is. Like yesterday, I, I think I probably had like 41 ounce samples of different mayonnaises, oh uh, different flavored God. mayonnaises throughout the day. 
And that, that was like my breakfast and my lunch. At least mayonnaise has eggs in it, I guess. Yeah, it's, a it's totally protein. delicious. I'm a huge fan of it. <laughs> it's the real condiment. Do you ever try something and you're like, oh my God, that is terrible? It's usually not products that we make because, you know, we taste them through sometimes. There's been a couple... Uh, you know, R&D sessions that have uh, have definitely gone sideways. And I went, no, we definitely don't need to make that. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes uh, like if I'm working with some of these products and they say, hey, what do you think of this? And I taste it. And I'm like, oh, no, that's not that's not a thing. And then, you know, <laughs> you have to like <laughs> you have to kind of balance like being real, but being nice, you know. Yes. And uh, yeah. But occasionally, you know, you run into that situation. Well, the words that's not the right fit for us. Yeah, so that's pro- probably I'm, come in handy. I, I say that one or type that one quite often. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not truly thinking this is the product for us at the moment, but thank you. Uh, you must have a really um, developed palate, though, to be able to appreciate a wide variety of foods, wide variety of flavors, and recognize the different nuances. Yeah, you know, uh, you have to have an open mind about it, obviously. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're going to be in a situation such as mine, you can't necessarily just shut off and say, I don't like anchovies right. or I don't like bell peppers because, you know, you're going to run into all of these things. Yeah. Um, and so I'm always kind of going through the taste. Uh, Texture is a thing that definitely gets ignored a lot is that people yeah, get so wrapped up in how me. things taste. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get it. Uh, you know, texture for me is a really, really important thing. And mm-hmm. is the texture what it's supposed to be. Is this really what they're trying to get at? Um, I think that that's a really important one. Smell, taste, it it is all kind of like wrapped up together. Yeah, for sure. Let's bring uh, Lisa back up, Lisa Herlinger from Ruby Jewel. And Lisa, have you ever made an ice cream sandwich that you didn't like? (laughs) Oh, good question. Um, Not really. Really? I think every flavor combination that I've made, it's because I think it would taste good. Yes. Um, We've done a few, you know, odd flavors in the past that I know that wouldn't, you know, be, you know, all other people wouldn't like. Yeah. But um, no, I, I mean, I feel like all of them have been pretty, all the ones that I've made have been pretty good. Do you, for different places like Elephants, do they carry yeah. a specific ice cream sandwich that matches with their brand or do you just get to deliver whatever we do for not not specifically with elephants but Mm -hmm. um but we have just um created this tomato orange ice cream um, for their 40th um anniversary yeah um and so that's actually um going to be available at um our scoop shop on 23rd and at their some of their all of their scoop shops or all of their i'm sorry delis um, so we did just create this very special tomato orange ice cream oh, for elephants, which is very cool. Will there be a version I can try? There's... I'm allergic to dairy, as yeah. Lisa knows. So sometimes she brings me special treats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, haven't gone to the non-dairy with that one yet. Even their soup has dairy in it. I uh, know. So, well, I haven't yeah. even, I mean, I'll be honest, I haven't even been to elephants yet. I moved here about a year and a half ago. Oh, and yeah. so I'm just oh. like getting to try so many new things since yeah. I moved here. You yeah. Know? Oh, it's a great place to have fun in the food. Yeah. yeah, I'm excited to give it a shot. Uh, yeah. Tell me, what are your daily practices to keep yourself healthy, motivated, and sane? Yeah, well, um, I have really learned that um, me time is very important. Mm-hmm. So um, I go to, um, I exercise um, three times a week. I do um, like a strength training core with a little group of women um, awesome. and a trainer. So I do that three times a week. I try to go to yoga a couple times a week. Um, I, love yoga. I really, yeah, I've been really into the hot yoga. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, that is very important. I can, like my day getting, and I have to do it in the morning. I'm not great at exercising later in the afternoon, Yeah. even though I hate waking up. But once I'm there and then it just makes me feel better for the rest of the day. Yes. Um, and then, you know, I have a seven and a half year old son. So, you know, getting that morning routine down um, has been pretty awesome. Like mm-hmm. we, you know, being intentional with like, hanging out with him without any screens in the morning is sort of our time to be connected so mm-hmm. we read books and make breakfast and so you wake up um, in time to yep. give yourself that time yeah i wake mm-hmm. up in time to give myself that time with him yeah really just knowing that um alone time really revives me mm-hmm. <laughs> and i am able to you know just be a better person when i know that i've been able to be alone for a little while and i think uh self-awareness of recognizing that you shift through our needs and seasons right so maybe i i used to never need any alone time now i do need a right. time so recognizing right. that that is a good healthy thing to always be paying attention to what your needs are yes yes thank you so much to lisa herlinger from ruby jewel and nick dowdy from Elephants. Congratulations to both of you on your uh, big adventures yes, lately. And uh, keep keeping us well fed. Get out there, be your best bold self. This is Lucinda Kay from Speaking Freely.